And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, February 26th, and we're so glad you're joining us today. If you want to get on the air and ask a question directly to me and special bonus, you get to hear Mark's voice, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com or send us something from the contact button on our website at jillonmoney.com. Tell us what your question is and say, I want to come on the air with you. Maybe you wrote to us a while back and we were just jammed up and we didn't respond to you and you now want to jump the line and now say, hey, I want to do this. Then let us know. That's what Jennifer did. And now, Jennifer from Atlanta, all the circumstances of your life have changed a little bit. So good morning and welcome to the program. What can we do for you? Good morning and thanks for taking my call. It was so good to talk to you and to talk to Mark this morning. My primary question is where we should be, my husband and I should be investing additional funds. And as you're right, um, our circumstances did change. My husband got laid off from his job on January 4th this year. Hmm. Thankfully, he has gotten reemployed very quickly and started a new job just two weeks ago. Holy smokes. Let me ask you something. How did he get reemployed so quickly? What happened? Is he like a, a programmer or something? Like, is he in high demand? What does he do? He is a project manager for audiovisual, and he just has wonderful contacts. And, you know, he has a great reputation in his field. And within a few weeks, he had leads and he started talking to people and is already reemployed. And he's very, he's loving his new position. So it's great. Oh, that's so great. Congratulations to him. So that's fantastic. So yes. uh, how old are you guys? I am 48. He is 50. Okay. Do you have kids? Uh, he has two grown sons that we are not supporting. Oh, my favorite kind of grown um, individuals. <laughs> That's fantastic. In his new job, how much is he earning? 82. You work as well. So what? tell me how much you earn. Uh, 146. A little bit about more details about real life stuff. Home, do you own a home? We do. We have a home that we just refinanced within the last year. It's worth about 400. We owe 260. It has a now a 20-year mortgage at 2.75. Oh, my God. Isn't it amazing to look at those interest rates? Just, I mean, just to say that out loud. 
20 year at 2.75. Fantastic. Yeah, we couldn't pass it up. No, I agree. Tell me a little bit about how you've been managing your retirement assets. So on your 146,000, do you max out your retirement contribution? Yes, I have a work 403B that I max out with a TSP. So that's giving 19.5 a year plus uh, some matching funds from work. They match 5%. We have additional funds with a financial advisor who's done really well for us. Mm -hmm. But he, of course, charges 1% of fees under management. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether additional funds should go to him or whether Mm -hmm. I should put additional funds into my husband's 401k. How much money does he manage for you, the financial advisor? He has for us... And IRAs, we've got 272, a Roth, he's got 225, and some taxable brokerage accounts of 180. That IRA, that 272, is that from your husband's old retirement account? Those are old retirement accounts from him and from myself, yes. Okay. Is he eligible for a 401k in his new job? He is, but they won't let him contribute to it and they won't match to it until he's been there six months. So not till August. All right. Well, that's around the corner, basically. And he's 50, so he could put more money away. What else is going on that I should know about? Any weird debt that's floating around or any um, rental properties, anything like that? We have no debt other than the mortgage, credit cards, and cars are all paid off. Mm -hmm. We do have our basement we rent out as an Airbnb. So that almost fully covers our mortgage. And it has been solidly booked for two and a half years now. What? Wait a yeah, minute. Amazing, I got to hear right? about this. <laughs> Hold on a second. So it has a separate entrance? It does. It has a separate entrance, separate driveway. You Airbnb this. Even though you make a bunch of money, you guys are totally great. I mean, how much money is in your 403B right now total? Uh, about almost 200 I mean, you've got all these assets. What made you think about the Airbnb thing? You know, my sister-in-law brought it up and I thought, why would anybody want to rent out our basement in the suburbs? <laughs> I, I never thought it was going to rent. So we started it and we had a, a probably six months worth of kind of intermittent folks staying coming for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the current tenant has been with us two and a half years and he uh, didn't want to sell his home where he lives. So he comes down here for work and stays with us. And he's literally been renting our basement for two and a half years. Like, so what is that like having a stranger right there? Do you see him? Like, how does that work? We, we do see him on occasionally. We don't see, we see him when he comes and goes. He's been here long enough that we know him and his wife very well now. They bring their dog and we hang out on the deck sometimes and our dogs all play. So it's been really wonderful. When we've had uh, short-term tenants in the past, sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't. Since they have their own entry, we don't, we can Know, close ourselves off from them completely. So That's awesome. Well, good for you. I totally wouldn't do that because I'm like just a weird about those things. I actually feel like kind of jealous that you are the kind of, because like, you basically are now living expense-free in your house, right? Almost, yeah. God. Okay. How much money do you think you have to invest at this point? Now, you know, presuming that your husband has the ability to put money into that retirement account, you know, come August, but what do you think is available on a monthly basis? I'm thinking around 5000 a month. Wow. You like this dude, right? I do. I do. And he, and he just sent me an update from last year mm. and said last year our accounts were up by 12%. And so far this year, they're up by 4.5%. Mm. And I don't I mean, know that, whether guys, I don't know where my, whether my husband's new 401k is going to be Roth eligible or not. His old 401k, his old job was all Roth contributions. But oh. all they've told us about the new 401k is that it's going to be held at the principal 
and managed by Wells Fargo. Uh, Okay. Well, now that you tell me that, I can almost guarantee that it's going to be a terrible plan because they have essentially, first of all, Wells Fargo, oh my God, and principal, it's basically an annuity contract inside of a retirement account. So it's probably going to be fairly high fees. So here's what I think. If there's a Roth option, then he should max it out. Okay. And then you'll let us know when you get the options, the actual choices inside, then we'll have to go through the options and find the cheapest fund, which is obviously going to be just an index fund. But because it's a gosh darn annuity and it's managed by Wells Fargo, I can almost bet that that's going to be like, oh, it's an index fund and it's like a 0.5% fee instead of zero. But if there's a Roth option, we want to use it. And if there's a match, we want to see if, you know, if that's eligible. If not, you know, you like the financial advisor. I don't know. I feel bad. Like I, you could totally do it yourself. You could open up an account. I mean, you could, you could reduce your fees just by saying, well, look, let me just take my old retirement accounts and roll it into, you know, some other place and do it yourself. But you like the person. I hate to tell you to go elsewhere if you like the advisor, you know? I'm just very wary of fees because obviously I know that's going to cut into our long-term uh, money, so. Yeah, well, just know that you start every year at minus 1%. Does the advisor do anything else but manage money for you? Yes, he is full service. He, he looks at your future planning. He, hmm. uh, he he gives advice on everything. He talks right. about you know when we're going to be eligible to retire and how monies are looking, et cetera. We would ideally both like to retire in our early 60s. Yeah. I'll have a pension coming from my hmm. job, um, so that'll be nice. Obviously, the longer I work, the bigger my pension grows. Yes, I love that. Look, I, I mean, you'll save the 1%, and sometimes that 1% is just like a little bit for you might be a peace of mind cost. So I don't want to tell you to not do that. I Listen, I come from that world. I used to be 100 years ago, a financial advisor who would charge 1%. And I remember having clients like you who would be perfectly capable of managing their own money who would still hire me. And why would they do that? They would do that because they said, well, you know what? I don't want to think about it. And it's a luxury and I'm happy to do it. You know, and, and so if you feel that way, like you're getting value, this guy's doing full financial planning, it's customized. He's not hosing you, by the way, because, you know, frankly, with less than a million dollars under management, 1% is pretty cheap, relatively speaking. I don't think that this is a bad thing. I do think we need more information about Hubby's new retirement account. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all of a sudden the principal and Wells Fargo have very cheap options inside. I would be delighted if that's the case. But if they have a Roth option, max it out, even if the fees are a little bit higher. Yes, yes. Up to his full 19.5 plus whatever his over 50. Six. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's 19.5 plus he's 50. He gets to put in an extra 6,500. So uh, he gets to pop some real money in there. And it definitely, if there's a four, if there's a Roth option, I would absolutely do it. And if no Roth option, put in the minimum to get the match and then give the rest to the advisor. I think so. I, and unless, again, unless we look at this and say, oh my God, the cost is much better than we thought. I mean, look, it could be that all in on that retirement account, it's more than 1%. That's why I'm thinking that maybe you just go to the advisor. In other words, there's a cost of the actual plan. Essentially, it could be that, you know, it's a one and a half percent a year for him to use that plan. And then all of a sudden that maybe the 1% is better for you. So let's see what that plan is. And then we can make better determination. Sound like a good deal? Sounds great. All right. Anything else that's on your mind? 
Um, one other quick question, if you've got a minute. I sure. wonder if I should change my allocation to my work TSP. Tell me what you got. So per, I've got 9% going into a Roth, mm-hmm. 5% going in pre-tax, mm-hmm. and then 5% is max pre-tax by my employer. You've got a bunch of money that's in there already, right? The two hundred. If you look at the 200000 when you said there's about 200000 in there, how much of that two hundred is Roth? How much is in traditional? Roth is about 85, traditional is about 102. I don't mind your split right now, actually. I mean, I would sort of lean towards if, if, for example, okay, if your husband were out of work and your tax bracket dropped dramatically for some reason, it's never going below 22%. If you're in 22%, I'm fine with you being, you know, doing all Roth. So it re- I really am. But you've got like a nice allocation of pre and post tax. So in general, it kind of depends like, if you're going to pop up in a tax bracket or not. So I think that the way you're doing it seems pretty reasonable to me. I lean more towards Roth as long as you're in 22% for sure. Got it. Thank you very much. If you would like to be like Jennifer, maybe she'll just give us lessons on how to like get more comfortable with this whole Airbnb thing. Just give us a holler. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And this virus is still raging. I know cases are coming down. I don't care. I've been double masking. I went to the grocery store at six o'clock this morning because I didn't want to be there when anyone else was there. And so I am washing my hands like crazy. I am double masking. I am maintaining my physical distancing. And if you can feel me out there, I am putting my hands metaphorically on your back. Could you do the same for someone else? We'd love that. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. 